If you've ever wanted to know what it's like to be in a confined space with 70,000 of your closest friends nerding out over board games for four days in Indianapolis, Indiana, well then you just wanna go to Gen Con because that's exactly what it is. Over 600 games were shown and sold this year and we basically played and or bought them all. There were more than a few that stood out to us and that's what we wanna talk about this week on the Free Play Podcast. You are listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. What's up, nerds? My name is Bubba Stalkup, the chief community nerd here at Love Thy Nerd, and you're listening to the Free Play Podcast. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, <laughs> you kind of stepped right in there, didn't you? <laughs> yep. Well, was, I was excited about it. It's been too long. Go on, finish, finish your thing. Part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, and join with me, as always, Mr. Beep, 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 beep. himself, Matt Warmbier, our chief outreach nerd. What up? I made Matt. it. And uh, not joined with us is Kate Katawaki. And before we get too far in, it, Kate's grandmother has passed away. And so she's not able to be with us today. So if you're the praying type, please do us a favor. Pray for her and her family um, as they work through this time. And also, it wouldn't be bad just to send her a Facebook message or uh, a DM on Instagram or something like that. Please contact her privately. We ask that you don't post anything on her wall. Um, but I know that she would greatly appreciate mm-hmm. your thoughts and prayers for her in this time. Um, but moving along, Matt, you're you're 100% right. It's been a minute since we have done a podcast. I can't remember the last one that we all were, well, okay, that we were, you and I are here, that here we, we yep. were able to do it. <laughs> we, this is, it's been three weeks. It's been almost a month, like Yikes. legit almost a month since we've done it. We were going to do vacation. one. We. <laughs> We were going to do one pre-Gen Con, but did, then we didn't. Um, well, it was just because we, like, we were really leading into Gen Con. Yeah, we normally time. record on Mondays because, like today, for instance, is is Monday. It's a Monday, yeah. and only according to the calendar, though. And so, like, we usually record on Mondays, but we actually all flew out on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday when, or Wednesday? Wednesday? It was Wednesday. Nobody even knows. It was a day. Yeah, and we we were all pretty busy that week and then week of gen con we were completely zapped 100 percent zapped i don't Starting, know why we ever think we're going to record something well we do we usually do like we record it from the show floor remember we record we i'm i know and we always go into it and we're like oh that was a bad idea we're super tired i bet that makes a really great podcasting we sound like, terrible wow, yeah you guys sound i love everything you sound so exciting You're like, yeah yeah like the one, uh, the one we did after Pack South, where we were oh, just man. like, we're oh, wiped, one hundred percent wiped. Yeah, I, I had an idea though that maybe we could, we could do it like from the floor. So like the, the Zoom H4 handy recorder that I have, we can carry it with us, and then we just like hold microphones as we're walking through the convention. So okay. we're doing the things that we would normally do at a convention, but we're just. You know, doing a podcast as we're as we're walking. Okay, I'm down for know. that. That'd be interesting. We'll Let me write it. that down for us. Email yeah. me the idea later. 
Speaking of somebody writing it down, one of the reasons we didn't get what we needed to get done, we did zero filming like we were going to. You and we, I personally did well, zero we, filming. We know we did uh we 10% did the, filming. We did the, the giveaway. Yep. That was a, that was fun to try and put that together. How we long did, did you wait at the parks booth for me to get there? Half Just an hour? Just like minimum. <laughs> minimum. Yeah. So we, we didn't necessarily get the things done that we wanted to. I mean, we took Gen Con in. We met a lot of people. We're going to talk about that. That's what this episode is, if you didn't catch that from the title or the intro. But you and I, Matt, decided that we need an assistant to handle us. Not necessarily our affairs, but us. Just to keep us in line of things. Yes. We, we're just – I feel like we – it's not that we're like a deer in headlights and we're like lost, like, but we just kind of like, we go like, oh, let's go say hey to this person before mm-hmm. we go to here. And then next thing you know, we're there for an hour Yep, talk, just talking, which is great. It's really great. But then we're like, I just missed my appointment I had and the other two I was supposed to have. And yeah, 100%. Whoops. I missed two appointments uh, because we were doing other things, doing great things, talking to developers and nerds and all sorts of stuff. But... Um, if you ever come on a trip with Matt or I, you, you might be shanghaied into handling our calendar and all sorts of stuff just so that we can get things done. Like a map. Mm-hmm. We had a map, but it, you know, it would have been nice. A map with lines on it telling us to walk this direction at this time. <laughs> Maybe we just need a better job of like writing these down. Like, all right, this is the day that we're going here, here, and here. And we have to, this is the route we're taking. I don't, I don't well, know. I, hey, it's a good start. It's... it's- it's well, impossible, man. Like at Gen Con, you think about it, right? Like 70,000 people plus one new site had it rated. Somebody's like, oh, there's 80,000 people there. I was like, there there was not 80,000 people. We didn't see all of them, though. Oh, we didn't go into the basement. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I, but I felt like I saw all the people. I saw a good portion of them. There was a guy on my flight on the way um, from Dallas to Indianapolis, and he was sitting right next to me. He was wearing a a pair of Astro uh, headphones, and I was planning on sleeping on that trip, but it didn't work out because I'm an eight, and so I started talking to this guy. And so we ended up talking, and I told him at the the end of our little conversation there, I was like, hey, man, um, I'll see you at Gen Con. And it was his (laughs) first year, and he's like, what? How big is this thing? I was like, oh, well, I mean, there were like 60,000 people there in the last couple of years. I said, said, but I'm probably going to see you at some point. And wouldn't you freaking believe it? I saw him as I was going down the escalator and he was going up the escalator to the JW. And I did one of those reach out and touch his arm, like as he was going by. (laughs) (laughs) He turned around. He was was offended. He was appalled. He was about to cuss me out. And then he saw me, he goes, Hey! I did see you. And you that was dirty so and so. All I said, all I said to him was, "Told you." And that was it. That was the extent of our conversation at Gen Con. Well, I'm so glad you found him. Probably my best exchange of of the four days. <laughs> Made my entire Gen Con. Just pack it up here. I don't think we need to talk about anything else. <laughs> Probably good. Oh man, it was so good. But uh, hey, speaking of that, we we are going to be skipping our what we've been playing because the answer is Gen Con. Yes. Gen Con was the game we played um, and have been playing since we got back. It is worth noting, though, that Gen Con is not the only con in existence. Um, We also have LTN Con, and you can go to ltncon.info to get all the juicy deets on that. The biggest deet 
is that you're going to want to sign up like now. Like if you have a time machine, hop in that sucker and go backwards because you missed it by one day. If you're listening to this podcast, which you are because I'm talking directly to you. But you missed our early nerd registration. But what you are going to get is you're going to get to watch today as we raffle off the winner of the Dice Throne Adventures Legendary Kickstarter Bundle. Ooh-wee. Which is everything. All of it. The only thing not in that bundle is like all of the playmats. You don't okay. get all of the playmats. But you also you get don't get... You get I think it's one or two playmats, okay. honestly. Um, and you get... Also, you get uh, you don't get the season one championship edition regular or the season one regular like the the original Roxley or the original okay. Mind Bottling Games, but you do get season one re rolled champion edition, which is so magnifique. And so um, we are going to be raffling that off today, Friday the sixteenth of August. I said that in a weird order because it just fell out of my mouth that way. The, it's what? What am I? What year am I? <laughs> But there is still time for you to go and sign up. So head on over to ltncon.info to join us at our first ever conference first weekend in October in Dallas, Texas. And Matt, you were telling me earlier how excited you are about giving your talk. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to give us a little preview of, oh, of what that's sure. going to be like? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, you've been working on it nonstop. The, the title around is the, clock. the title is Do You Even Game, Bruh? It starts out like this. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers. Yeah, that'll let you fill in the rest. In West we'll Philadelphia, yeah. born and raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. and then it was, um, listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere on the 18th of April in 75. Hardly a man is now alive. That's the next part of it. It's it's, it's coming along, really. <laughs> um, so we're, we are the speakers, the founders of the speakers at our first ever uh, it's not a convention, it's a conference. We want to make sure that you walk away learning things from us, how to how to do the things that we do, which is love and serve your nerdy neighbors better, no matter where you are, whether you're at a convention, you go home to your game night, you're at your church, wherever, at the YMCA. Oh, nobody calls it the YMCA. Hey, come on. Yo, man. Aaron works there, come on. <laughs> but it's the Y, like it, not the YMCA. I added too many. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. It's the Y. We're hip, we're cool, we're happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. So when you're playing games at the Y, you're mm-hmm. hopping out of the pool, you're taking the post-pool shower, or is it mm-hmm. a pre-pool shower? Let's see, both and. Both and, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you keep your trunks on because right. this is what we do. It's a family show. And then you go to the disc golf area because it seems like every Y has a disc golf area now. You guys don't have one? No, we don't have one of those. Our Y that, that I'm aware of. We have yeah. a, a splash park with water slides. Okay. So you get you hop in, hop out of the pool, mm-hmm. hop into the splash pad because mm-hmm. you don't have to take a shower before or after no, that. No, you don't. Lay out in the sun for a moment, maybe ride the merry-go-round. Why are we going this way? Pull out a board game. Oh, okay. Now That's you're playing games at the Y because you're paying for the membership and you might as well spend a lot of time there. You may so as well. when you're playing games at the Y with your brand new friends or your old friends, you want to know how to love and serve your nerdy neighbors better. You're going to want to come and listen to Matt's talk, Do You Even Games Bra? And you will learn all the things that you need to know about that sequence of events and how That's to love a very and serve your nerdy specific neighbors. example, but I like it. I think it, it's it, your talk is only that example. Like if you're gaming okay. in any other scenario, you're, you're not going to learn a whole much. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. That's good. So you mm-hmm. want to come and learn the right way to game at the YMCA. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Again, that's ltncon.info for all that and much more. Uh, we'd love to get you guys there. It's going to be 100 bucks now, but I promise you that it is 100% worth it. And you can get lodging information and directions and all sorts of stuff at ltncon.info. Okay, this is it. We're ChanceCon. <laughs> ChanceCon. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what we started calling it. GensCon, JansCon. It's always JansCon in my heart. Yeah, JansCon for, for life. It's for Jans from the office. So we did we did a bunch of things at GenCon, and we're going to kind of walk you guys through what it was like for us, LTN, to be there at what is, I mean, this this is statistically true, the largest board game convention mm-hmm. in North America. Um, not in the world. We don't get that one. Uh, that one's in Germany. But 70,000 plus people. This was from uh, you know, Gen Con themselves. They had 70,000 plus unique attendees. Whew. That's not counting all the badge switching that goes on and, oh, and all that mess. Like unique purchases or distributions of badges. And there were at least that many people there. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was packed. I feel like this year was busier than last year. Probably. By, by 10,000 people. <laughs> No, it just felt busier. I think Thursday felt busier than a normal Thursday at Gen Con felt. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm used to the last convention I went to where it wasn't busy and going from there to here. But it just it just seemed like you couldn't. It was hard to walk around in places. Oh, man. It was, it was full. Especially when you're carrying around a big old backpack full of board games. Oh, my gosh. That freaking backpack. <laughs> oh, man. It It's broken. The, Already, the inner the inner liner is ripped on it. Already, yeah. Well, Bubba picked up a Kickstarter backpack that he, he's not using, and I have it here. And he had me carry games around all day. And I get it; this, they were mostly my games, but <laughs> the backpack is not a wear all day around a convention backpack. It is a I'm going to put these games in this backpack and take them to a friend's house backpack yes it is a game night games Mm -hmm. and it hurt it hurt yeah i didn't like it and apparently did damage to the bag as well well call call them up tell them we want a refund or tell them another one just so everybody knows what we're talking about here i got the the boardgametables.com kickstarter bag and i got the sturdy one i got the spend an extra couple of doll hairs to get it because last year at gen con or pax unplugged I don't remember. I got their last year bag, their first bag. And I had an issue where the the shoulder strap was ripping out. And this is this is not dogging on them at all. I mean, for, if we would have used it for the intended purpose, uh, it probably would have been just fine. Oh, be fine. Yeah. Yeah, it does not want you to carry it around for, you know, 6 no. hours at a time mm-hmm. with max capacity games plus 1. Plus. Mm-hmm. It doesn't want that. So, we got it and had Matt carry that because I had my Geek On bag. And the difference is, is that the BoardGameTables.com bag, like Matt said, is a game night bag. You can put really as much as you want in there, so long as you're not carrying it around all the time. No, and that that part's great. It, I mean, you can wear it as a backpack and take it to your car, and <laughs> take it out of your car. Take it like it holds take it everything. Inside. That's take really it to great. The YMCA. Mm-hmm. It's fun to stay at though. Um, <laughs> but the Geekon one 
was comfortable and it it just it felt like it was a, a backpack that was a game bag that was meant to be worn for a longer period of time for sure so your boardgame.com tables nope boardgametables.com is that bag is a game night bag the geek on bag is a con bag yeah that's a bag that you are going to be wearing for hours at a at a time uh trekking i mean i was walking up to you know eight eight and a half nine miles a day at gen con and i mean it's you're like it's like military hikes and stuff like that it feels like i mean i'm over exaggerating but not really because uh derek funkhauser of the board game spotlight and also of skybound games he saw my bag and he had me take him over to the geek on place uh their booth because he wore it and he was like oh man this this bag is really balanced. Yeah, that's and what it is. I think I had not even thought about back. that. But it's got good support, good good breathability, all sorts of stuff. Um, and we've talked about it before. We are actually an affiliate with Geekon, and I keep pushing this bag not because I'm trying to get paid because shocker, we don't get lots of money from that. But the the thing of it is, is that like I can honestly say now, having taken it to a convention, that is the bag. If you are going to conventions, that bag's my dad. That, as the kids say, yes, one hundred percent. That's that's the ad that I'm going to make now. <laughs> this bag <laughs> is my dad. Um, but the the price point's a little bit high for a lot of people. So whereas I paid like forty five bucks for the boardgametables.com bag, kickstarted, um, this one is north of two hundred dollars. And so you're like, ooh, but I can't tell you how many people. I talked to about that bag that either had it or knew of it or kickstarted or yeah. whatever. And they were like, this is the freaking dad right here. Yeah. yeah. This, this is the dad bag for sure. Yeah. And everybody said the same thing. I talked to several guys who were former military that mentioned the balance and the comfortability and having to carry pack, carry packs for long, long amounts of time. Anyway, th- this was an unintentional commercial. <laughs> this was just like, legitimately it's a bonus commercial a bonus commercial yeah this is a commercial plus but legitimately speaking having had time with both bags and i've carried both bags both bags away uh around in conventions um i carried the old the old one at several conventions Mm -hmm. and now carrying this new one it just just do yourself a favor go get the ultimate gaming backpack from geek on um total sponsor just then there it is hey you want to talk about some events that we did i think that's what i was trying to do right i'm sorry and then you sidetracked me well i just remember the pain goaded me into a freaking commercial my bad uh yeah i mean why don't you go ahead and tell us what we did we we did stuff at lucas oil why don't you talk about that oh there it is uh so we (laughs) set up events through gen con uh to teach demo play through just different games that we thought people would want to play. So we did Root, we did Dice Throne and Dice Throne Adventures. We did Spirit Island. We did, help me out here, Wingspan. Wingspan. We did... Did you say Scythe already? No, I didn't. Scythe. We did Twilight Imperium. We did... A lot. A lot. Uh, And you can sign up through Gen Con, like make these events through Gen Con, and then people actually purchase tickets to go to these events and all of our events sold out which was rad they're not wildly expensive it's no not, it's hey, a couple 20 bucks it's, it's a couple $2 dollars a ticket yeah. yeah it's a couple dollars a ticket but that's like 
where people are like, Hey, I really want to learn how to play root. So yeah, like this is how I'm going to do it. It's like a one-on-one, you get about two hours. I mean, not one-on-one, four-on-one or whatever. Uh, you get a we'll couple hours. Yeah. Uh, you have like very focused attention to learn the game. So uh, we did that. We also uh, brought Rurik by Peacemaker Games. Yep. And we did what nine demos of that? Uh, yeah, three a day. Yeah, nine for of three that. Days, yeah. Um, and this game's not out yet. It's coming out here real soon. Uh, we were able to help them out, and they weren't allowed. They weren't able to be there, so we said we will be, and we'll we'll do it for you. Uh, which was great. The game's a blast. It's super fun. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's one of the things that we wanted to to try and do this year too, right? Was like, if we are truly <clears> going <throat> to do this, like we're going to go on mission, we're going to, you know, uh, love and serve our nerdy neighbors as best we can. We don't know fully what that means yet. So we're like trying right. a bunch of new things out. And we are in a Facebook chat with a bunch of developers. And one of them said, hey, I'm not going to be at Gen Con and I have these events already set up. Can you go do them? And we said yes. Yep. On and it. it worked. Yep. And I think that the events, not just the Rurik one, but the events in general, it really gives the people that we bring a very focused thing to do. Oh, um, yeah. Where you and I, we can go around and talk to people, and that's kind of our thing. But going in fresh to a convention, especially if you haven't been to any convention ever, like it's overwhelming. There's, there's a lot going on. Oh, so yeah. to, have, to have a focused, like, Hey, these are your two hours here on this day to sit down with these people, have conversation, teach them a game, and maybe even play a game depending on how many spots are available. Yeah. Um, so I think it went really well, and it's going to be something that we look to do at other conventions that also host event or allows event hosting. Origins does for sure. Pax Unplugged is a little different, but we're we're working. On yeah, we, I mean, there. we kicked around some ideas today in staff about like yep. how to do it, even at conventions that don't. Don't offer that. Like, how, right. how can we still put ourselves in those situations to like create conversation and, you know, engagement and you know, just get to know people? Yeah. Uh, and the, for those people who didn't do the events, we also had some people help out at Skybound because there was a need. Um, we yeah. They had a, a volunteer back out kind of last minute, minute. And when you know, like when you bring a team of 15 people to Gen Con, and you're looking for ways to love and serve your nerdy neighbors, like you're able to fill those needs. Uh, so we were able to give two people every day um, mm-hmm. just to to teach, to demo, to talk to interested people, customers, I guess you'd call them, possible customers. <laughs> As it were. Yeah. As it were, uh, which was really good. It was really good to be able to be like, yeah, we got you guys. We love you and we want to help out however we can. Um, and from what I heard, it went well. They did well. Not in going in, not even knowing the games. Oh yeah. Really. So, um, yeah, James Hudson over at Skybound, good friend of ours was in need. And again, we were able to, as you know, as we do love and serve our nerdy neighbors, that includes developers as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, heads of tabletop at, you know, <clears throat> Skybound games and they need that. That's big for them because if they don't have somebody there, then, that means more of their people have to shoulder the burden. They can't go and take breaks. Um, long days become longer, like all sorts of stuff. Right. So, so on future trips, we're going to take this and keep keep doing it. We're going to keep doing, uh, you know, activating our people through demos, right? Whether they are games that we bring or games that people have for us, or you know, whether it's you know, hey, let's put people in your booth. 
if you're a developer or you know if you have a booth at a convention right now, let me pitch this to you so that you can fully understand why this would be a good idea for you. Uh, you don't have to pay for their badge. It's already paid for. Um, they are coming with us. They do all that already. They're already staying with us, so you don't have to worry about any kind of lodging. Uh, you don't have to worry about any kind of food or any kind of pay for them. Uh, you know, usually it's 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 customary to you know give credit or trade games or something like that. But as far as like money changing hands, like they're here with us mm-hmm. to do this. So all you seek to do is benefit. Uh, as an industry professional from using Love Thy Nerd in your booth. Um, so if you're interested in that, contact Matt, uh, matt at lovethynerd.com, and he'd love to um, let you know what conventions we are going to be at and how many people we can offer you per day and shifts and all sorts of stuff. So Yes. Yeah, let us Absolutely. know. We'd love to do that for you. And if you need character references, uh, you can talk to uh, – Skybound, obviously, James Hudson. Um, you can talk to um, Roxley Games, Gavin Brown. You can talk mm-hmm. to Tim Fowers of Fowers Games. Uh, and really, I can give you a whole host of other names. Those are just the ones off the top of my head. But, uh, you know, hey, if you want to use us, please. This is why we're here. This is why we go to conventions. And we would love to love and serve you, nerdy mm-hmm. neighbor. Won't you be my? Won't you be my? Yes. My nerdy, my nerdy neighbor. Neighbor. Uh-huh. <laughs> what else did we do, Matt? What were we hey, doing? Uh, <clears throat> we were invited to be a part of a panel. And this is our first time, I correct me if I'm wrong, doing a panel at a convention, right? Yeah, not necessarily being invited, but the first time actually doing. Yeah, okay, yes, panel. there you go. First time we actually participated in one. Uh, April Lynn was able to be a part of a panel on Christianity and gaming on fill in the blank day, Friday. Yep. I think. So um, it, it was either, it, it was between day one and day four. Yep. It was one of those days. Yeah. Um, and she was up there with a couple other guys who yep. like a pastor and a lay person who worked in the church, but also was nerdy. Um, yep. and they just fielded a lot of questions from the audience about fill in the blank nerdy thing in Christianity. Um, like always, it did go back to D and D because that's kind of what the church is known for not liking. Yeah, uh, sadly, um, and she did super super well. Like I was, I was I was impressed with all of them, but I was definitely impressed with her. Not that I should be, uh, <laughs> not that I should be wild. Like I was just like, I had honestly, I, thought I don't. She handled herself well. Yeah, and yeah. I don't, I don't go typically to conventions to go to panels. So Same. Uh, sitting down. Like it was, I don't know. I wasn't sure what to expect, but it was really well done. You just never know, especially like on a panel for Christianity and gaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was expecting a lot more cringe moments, but um, later I was talking to Aaron and she's like, you have to think like, this is a gaming convention talking about Christianity. It's not a Christianity convention talking about gaming. So it's going to be yeah. different questions and not cringy. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so hey, really applause, April Lynn, way to go. Yeah. Um, honestly, and we've told you this before, and if you know April Lynn, tell her, tell her how great she did. And if you want to know how great she did, you can go to my personal Facebook page, and it's a video on there. I live stream, I live streamed like 89% of it, and then my arm just got tired because I didn't think about oh, a tripod dummy. Yeah, yeah. And her. So 
Um, but we did that and we look forward to doing more panels in the future. Yes. Um, that's a lot of what we get asked to do and we don't usually have the capacity to do it. But April Lynn said, absolutely. I would love to do she that. She jumped in. I'm so glad she, she did. She did. Fan friggin' tastic. Uh, we also got to be a part, you know, riding this, uh, Christianity in gaming train, um, at Gen Con and at a, lo- a lot of other conventions, whether you're aware of it or not. There is a Sunday morning service that goes on, usually in one of the side rooms or a panel room or something like that. And we had the opportunity to be a part of this service and not just attend, but myself uh, personally and also uh, another guy that was with us, Koss Ishmael and um, also Ellen Kirby of the Dice Tower um, and Koss of Dice Odyssey. Um, they, they led worship with me and to a room of like 200 plus people. Like if you were there that mm-hmm. morning, the crazy thing about this, I do church for a living. Like um, every Sunday morning at the butt crack of dawn, I'm up here and Sundays are long days uh, for the better part of over a decade now. And at 200 people, you may be a part of a mega church, that's great. But the average church in America is about 100 people. Yeah. So on that Sunday morning at Gen Con, those, the people that were there we're a part of the largest, one of the largest churches statistically in America. And mm. that was the craziest thing because there's a lot of people that didn't know that that existed. Um, but they needed help. Uh, the Christian Gamers Guild needed help putting putting this on. And I'm able to do that, lead worship. So they asked if, uh, if anybody was interested. And I put my name in, in the ring and here we are. And you did it. It went well. I think it yeah, did. I agree. Um, I think it went really well. You know, it, it was it was good for it was good for us LTN because I think a lot of the times it gets lost that we we're not just complete outreach um, that we also want to you know kind of help bridge that gap both ways between making gamers okay with Christians and also Christians okay with gamers. So to be able to to feed the Christian side a little bit and and really hang out with uh, with our people, you know, our our tribe. Yeah. Um, and and let them know that we care about them as well. I think it was really good for us to be able to do that. Yeah, and hopefully it's the first of many that we can be a part of. Oh, yeah. And it was also great to see uh, just the sea of LTN um, right there on the on the front row. So that was great. Um, and if you're at a convention, just just look for the Christian Gamers Guild. They'll, they'll be able to tell you, um, or if you're at like a comic book convention, usually Hector is at one of those and mm-hmm. he's doing it. But if you have any questions, just let us know. Ask us, and we'll tell you if there is or isn't something at that convention. We have the the means to find all of that mess out. Um, but I think honestly, Matt, like that, I think that was it. Like that's all of Gen Con. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wrap it up. N- well, wait a second. There were a few games at Gen Con. <sighs> Barely enough. I think that there were only, I don't know, something like six hundred plus games being shown at Gen Con. Some only six hundred? Really? Some, I feel like there's a million bedelia. number. <laughs> yeah, one million bedelia. Gosh. Um but so so let's talk about some of the games. Like this this is it, right? This is this is the moneymaker. This is why people come to Gen Con. They want to hear about the latest, greatest, the new stuff. They want to be able to buy things that they couldn't get on Kickstarter or that haven't even fulfilled from Kickstarter yet. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna start with one that's not even on here because I forgot to write it down. Whoops. Unmatched. Oh, right. Yeah. Unmatched. That game, uh, I think, is by Restoration. Restoration, yeah. yeah. Restoration in conjunction with Mondo. <clears throat> I, I've i told you before, but 
I passed on that game initially, like even caring about it. I don't even think it was in my Gen Con what to look at. No. My, because not my it either. to me, it looked like a smash up with minis. Like smash up the card game with right. minis. And I didn't need another fighting mechanic game at all. And then we get to Gen Con. And, and you Susan, can't even freaking get it. Suzanne of of Restoration Games is doing a demo and I'm looking at this thing going, Oh no. What have I done? <laughs> Look away. Look the away. Li- the line, they only had X number of copies per day that they were selling. And the line wrapped down and around like several aisles. Hmm. And you like at the Mondo booth and also at Restoration's booth. And it you was, just, they don't have a big a booth either. No, 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 no. T- the good thing is, is it's going to be available on Target here pretty soon. I think she said like September. But so, not Bruce Lee. Not Bruce Lee. Not Golden Foil Dragon Bruce Lee. Um, go and check out Unmatched. It is a great uh, one to two player game. Uh, or if you're James Hudson, a three player game, although it doesn't work. But <laughs> um, go and check this game out. Don't sleep on it. It's, it's something that you're probably going to want in your house because um, it is crazy. It's like Bruce Lee versus Bigfoot. Like, and the, the art is just beautiful too. It really is gorgeous. It's really gorgeous, beautiful. Gorgeous. Speaking of beautiful art, oh, parks. Yes. They, they were there. Keymaster totally. was there. They sold out of their allotment that they had there. Well, and they, they brought more than they thought they were even bringing. And they still sold yeah. out, which is right on because that game deserves to sell out. Can you say that about a thing? Absolutely. Deserves, d- deserves to do really well. And it has. <laughs> Uh, my wife, I'd called her the day before, like on Saturday, and I said, hey, I'm thinking about getting this game for somebody, and she's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. They can get it themselves. It'll be fine. Well, she calls me back on Sunday, and she's like, hey, you know what? Actually, go ahead and get that game. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. They're sold out. Should have told me a couple of days ago. Like, you got you got to strike while the iron is hot here. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did well. <clears throat> we have another copy to give away, though, right? We do. And we need to figure out how we're going to do that. Yeah, I'm praying about. It. I don't know. Man. Okay, we'll, you we'll let see. me. You let me. I know. just you you want to just give it away willy nilly, and I'm like, I don't know. Let's make him do something. Oof. Let's let's put I a mean, couple of flaming hoops in the air. I don't know. Like, what, what do you want to do? Like, uh, we could do a drawing, LTN drawing, LTN counter drawing. Like they have to draw. They have to like yeah, literally draw it. Left handed Sonic. Left handed draws. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's not your know. best idea, but it's not a bad. Idea. Well, somebody write these down for me. Uh, we'll, we'll work on that. We do have a copy we want to give a give or it's an open copy, or... but it'll come with a play mat and the whole nine. It's it's a well loved copy. I've been using it to demo, but it is still a copy of Parks, and, and it's in good condition. So. Minimal Bubba sweat on there. Hey, you know minimal. what? Beggars beggars can't be choosers. I said minimal. Do you want more? You let us know. We'll do whatever you guys want. Maximal sweat. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So parks. Uh, hey Matt, you you got a you got a go go Power Rangers game. I got all the go go Power Rangers games, oh, the Mighty Morphins, and it is it's it's almost overwhelming the amount of stuff. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost. I was I've been able to to pare down to two boxes, and I probably could do the the one the one uh, big box, but it just would it would be jammed, and I I don't want to do that. Um, but the game is good. It is just, it is well done. It's like one of those, honestly, it reminds me a little bit of the Reckoners. And I know we've talked about the Reckoners before and not like, not exactly the same degree, but like the level of difficulty and team play that you need in 
Power Rangers compares to the Reckoners. Like, you have to work together or you will not make it. Um, so, for the record, Power Rangers is a co-op game. It is a co-op game. I'm, if I didn't say that, it's a co-op game <laughs> because the Power Rangers work together. Um, yep. And it, it's kind of like a a tower defense style game where... It looks kind of Castle Panic. I didn't get a chance yeah, to play it. You guys Castle did. It Panic-y. looks very Castle Panic. Um, and like even kind of like similar to uh, Pandemic where if one area becomes... Um, infected it, it can spread so with the power rangers if you have x amount of people on this piece of the circle instead of placing there it goes to the next one and if you have all four of your uh pieces of pie panicked then you lose <laughs> so you really like you want to keep those guys down to a minimum and i'm talking like the putty the super putty the z putty patrol the oh, mastodon wee. troopers from uh shattered grid like these are all like the base minions like foot soldiers and then it's seriously like there are i need to just count them there's probably 16 to 20 monsters these are like big monsters and these these figures in this game are already big they dwarf the average mini mini uh figure size so they have like between 16 and 20 of these monsters and then you have like eight to ten bosses like talking like rita lord zed other bros. Uh, uh, Mr. Ooze. No, Ivan Ooze is not in there yet. <gasps> I know. Gasp. Soon, soon and very Send soon. Send it back. I probably will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it like the the combination you can bring into the game is almost limitless because not only you get the like the five base rangers, you get Green Ranger, a White Ranger, you get alternates for all of the original five because you get like what was that Ninja the next generation oh, yeah. Generation Two. The movie, um, the, the movie Power Rangers. With yeah. Adam and other people. I can't think of their names right now. Billy was there still. Uh, yeah. And then you also have, gosh, the one of the samurai ones. You have the star. You're putting me on the spot here. Just imagine all the Power Rangers <laughs> yeah, and then take away Google some of them Power and, then, Rangers and then jam them into this box. So all of them have their own figures and all of them, well, you can get set, you can get dice for all of them that match their colors. Uh, which you did. Which I did. And you get Zords. Each of them have their own Zord specific to like what Power Ranger group they're from. Um, but again, the game is hard. It, we, I think played I played it, it five. Well, the first time and a half, yes, we did. <laughs> Figured it out though eventually. But I would say the first five times I for real played it, I only, I've only won once out of those first five. And it's not for lack of trying, that's for sure. You want to win. And when we finally won, I, I had a Warm Beer Con this last weekend with my, my kids. Well, <laughs> you, you can't just casually. Uh, <clears throat> I, know, this, this we, I made a con. It's, con. it's the weekend after Gen Con. It's, it's Warm Beer Con. Uh, Aaron was out of town. So we, we did a whole weekend. We're like, just going to play games. Like, I've been traveling a lot and I've been working a lot. So I was like, this is, I'm going to make sure I focused. Like, we're going to play games. We're going to hang out. We're going to do nerdy things. And so we played a few times. And we lost. And we're like, all right, well, let's do the Shattered, the shattered Dimensions. Shattered Grid. Shattered, shattered Grid, yeah. Shattered Grid. Because um, it comes with all those figures. And we were playing and we we're just not doing well. And we're kind of, we were chipping away. We finally got to the the final boss and it was going to be our last turn because there's just no way we could survive. We didn't have any actions left. And Margo had one action left. And I was like, well, you, you have to roll. Like, this is it. Like, this is going to decide the game. And she rolled 
and she rolled exactly what she needed. And you would have thought that they had won the fill in the blank sports kickball <laughs> Stanley Cup Super Bowl. Like the whooping, the fist, the fist pounding and like pumping and like yeah. like screaming. It was it was really awesome. So like at that point I was like, this game is great. Like it really it does in a game what I want games to do. Like you're just bringing people together. Um, yeah. So super fun game. The the base game is totally worth getting. It still comes with a lot of stuff, but if you're able to get the rest of the stuff, and it's also coming back to Kickstarter here in another month. And they're oh, really? Adding, yeah, they're adding Zeo Rangers. Oh, great. Here as we well. go. So, I want turbo. I want cars. Give me cars. Just watch the movie Cars. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, well, that's good, that's man. I'm glad that you guys, I'm glad you guys love that game and were able to play it um, yeah. more. And uh, it, it, a proud accomplishment for WarmbyCon. First annual. We did it. Yeah. Even made badges. It's one, it's hanging up on the wall with the rest of them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, so other than Power Rangers, we played more games than just Power Rangers. Well, did uh, we? Brought oh, home yeah, we more did. games than just Power Rangers. Um, oh, hey, you forgot to even mention uh, Bulk and Skull. <laughs> it also comes with a it doesn't yellow. With... Well, okay. On the side, you can get a yellow and purple Power Ranger Bulk and Skull that their cards are really funny kind of one's called like finger guns if you shoot at one of the cards with finger guns you get to like you get an energy back or it's something like <laughs> give a high five and if the ranger like if your teammate gives you a high five you get to give them another action something like really weird like that like but funny all like really funny stuff and those are like con exclusives the bulk and skull stuff correct you so they might come out with them again in the kickstarter i don't uh, know you know that they will they will you know that they, they like them. that skrilla they do. I'm going to get do. paid. Hey, you want to talk about Wonderland's War? Man, I would love to talk about Wonderland's War. Well, too bad. Well, okay. Oh, next. okay. Yeah, go, yeah. Ahead. go ahead. So if you guys don't know, this is a new game coming out. And this game has a lot of our favorite people involved in it. And it's it's coming out of Skybound and Druid City Games. Um, Ian Moss is a part of this. Uh, Jonathan Gilmore is a part of it. You've also got... Um, you know, Manny Tremblay is a part of it, Tim and Ben Eisner. And if you don't know who any of these names are, you probably do. You just don't know that you do. Um, so like if you've played uh, Dulasaur Island, um, if you've played Grim Forest, if you've played Dice Throne, um, if you've played Dead of Winter. All, all these like really great games that yeah. people know and play and love. You have definitely played some mm-hmm. of these people's games. So now they're all coming together on one project. It's a mashup. Yeah. Super mashup. Super a mashup. mashup, as it were. <clears throat> okay, I will. Um, and it's it's in this world of Alice in Wonderland. And the the game is everything that I hoped it would be and more. And I'm trying not to like overhype this because because I love these guys. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm just going crazy because it's their game. But it was one of my most hyped and anticipated games, if you remember from last week, or <laughs> I'm sorry, last month's, um, our, our pre-Gen Con episode. It was one of my most anticipated games that I had to demo, had to get there, passed on title blades, and played this game. Um, so it is, it's like, the it's so simple in gameplay. The, the One of the core mechanics is that you're like revealing these chips out of this bag. Like, so if you've played War Chest, mm-hmm. it's a bag builder. You're pulling chips out of a bag, you're upgrading, you're, you're buying stuff. Um, but it's a press your luck. So you're trying to not grab these black shards out of your bag. 
And if they don't, if you're not, they're not real shards. I saw your face there, Matt. Yeah, good, <laughs> good catch. They're not real shards. Um, his, his game don't is for eight Don't cut your up. hand, okay? Yeah. Come on, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, if you don't, if you don't pull out a bad chip, um, oh, then okay. you go up, you know, and you don't have to draw the bad thing. Well, you're like just continually, you know, building and you're placing, uh, you know, your people across the board in the different areas to try and gain control of them. So there's a little bit of area control management going on. The game board itself is just like the Mad Hatter's table. It's very small. There's a there's a you know very finite number of spaces that you go around. Once one person goes around, you reset it. Like it's not a complicated game at all. No. But it was so much fun. We only played one round of it. I felt pretty good. I was probably gonna win. Well, we'll see. I guess yeah. somebody cheated. No, but it was super <laughs> it was fun. Like it was just I feel like the what'd you call it? Bag bag builder? Yeah, it's Bag Builder. Yeah, like those types of games, like the Pressure Luck types of games. Like, I'm about those. Those they're they're good. Uh, even like uh, Quacks, Quacks of Quinlanburg, Quin. Yep. Qu- uh, so that whole Pressure Luck mechanic is is just super fun. Like, just trying to pull the right things and make the right combinations. Yeah, it's and it's simple. Like, mm-hmm. as you're as you're building your bag, you're kind of. You're increasing the odds that you would get XYZ bag or chip in your bag that you might pull it out and be able to use that and yada, yada, yada. And each one of those has a different thing that they can do. Um, I won't bore you with all the mechanics because Wonderland's War is one of those games that you need to see. You need to like experience the game being played. And that's you will get to do that. We will do that on Beard Bros. We will cover Wonderland's will. War um, because whether we get a copy from them or we purchase a copy on our own, that game is going to come and live at my house. It's so much fun. Um, it's part of the, the, the part that we had the most fun with was the reveal of the chip, mm-hmm. um, which seems like a big deal. Who cares? But you pull that thing out and if you present it, Oh, <laughs> then, you know, like it, it, it just adds an extra element to it. Um, be flashy. Yeah. I mean, it like any game, it's going to be as good as the people playing it. Um, you're going to have as much fun as the people playing it are having. Yeah. So, uh, but Wonderland's War from Skybound, uh, they have an October Kickstarter. So um, save your pennies because you're going to want to throw all of them at that. They only take pennies. So yeah, pennies Ooh. and pesos. It's kind yeah. of a weird Kickstarter. Hey, you got a chance to play Shasen. Did, oh, did I say it right? It's either Shasen or Shasen. I mean, it's it, you're close. Shasta. This is a political game. Um, by a first-time game designer, long-time um, political, uh, what would even the word be? Like, I would almost say like like political researcher. And so we we actually have him. He's he's the final interview on um, the current episode as of right now of Humans of Gaming. His name is Zane. He's out of India. Guy's great. Has never yep. made a game in his life. And he decided to make a political game, not because he's a big game developer, but because he thinks that games as an interactive medium will draw you closer to the content than Mm. if you were to watch a documentary, which he's done, or anything else. Mm. So you get to experience the mindset of a politician where you may think that you're going to go down one, one way, like you start the game answering questions which is basically the the main mechanic of the game is that somebody reads you a question and you answer and then you get 
resources based on your answer. And you start the game as yourself. And then as you start to kind of move forward with the game, you're like, okay, well, I'm trying to collect this resource. So you try and answer in a way that you think would net you those resources. And so, like he said, by the end of it, you're thinking like a politician, Hmm. that their platform may change from time to time based on what it is that they're trying to accomplish. And he said it's, it's allowed for like different conversations about politics, which you just are never supposed to talk about. Right. Mixed company. It's one of the the rules. Yeah. And so I think it's like religion, uh, Pokemon and anime. Like those Mm -hmm. are the politics. politics. Yeah. Uh, Those are the four things that you never talk about Mm -hmm. in in mixed company. And so he said it's, it's allowed people to engage in conversation that would not normally have engaged in conversation about XYZ politic. So, um, we are going to be covering that, not this week, but next week on Beard Bros. And we're going to give Matt and Aaron a week off, and Anna and I are going to take that since we have that here. And we're going to play that game with a couple of our friends, and we'll record it and put it on co-optional and all sorts of stuff. Um, but right now, you're going to want to go to buyshasen.com, and it'll take you straight to the Kickstarter. Um, buyshasen.com straight to the Kickstarter. Go ahead and back it. It's only got a few days left in its Kickstarter, but I think you want this game, even if you're not political. Like I'm, I'm probably one of the least political people that I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> I just don't care a whole lot Pleased about to meet it. You. Yeah, none taken, right? I just, I don't care a whole lot about it. There are people that are far more political in my life, but playing this game, when I saw it, I answered a mass email. Is basically what happened, and. He got back to me. And so when I saw this game at Gen Con, I was like, this looks fun. This looks actually like a fun game to play. And at the same time, talk a little bit of politics. Not like the bad kind. Not like trying to, you know, lynch somebody or, you know, bring them over to my side or anything like that. I'm not starting riots in the streets, but it gets you talking about things. Because the way they ask the questions are very pointed. Very pointed. Mm -hmm. We'll have to read a couple of the cards um, on on stream. Okay. Um, I'm done for that. I came up at, towards the end of when you were playing it, and it, it looks beautiful. The artist yeah. draws you in oh, for sure. Oh man, it's so like it's so gorgeous because, <clears throat> like, even just on the on the outside of the box, it has like silver, like metallic lining all over mm-hmm. it, and it's just a black box. So the only thing that pops off of it is the silver lining, um, yep. which there's probably something in that um, silver lining in politics. I'm sure, but Ooh. chassis. Get on that, man. It's I, I can't I can't recommend this game enough. Uh, even if you're not political, it's a good party game that you can play. I think it plays two to four players, maybe more. Um, but it, it's just fun. It's just a fun game to play, even though it's a political game. I can't explain it. You need to go get on the Kickstarter. You need to do it. If you're listening to Friday, you need to do it today because this is the last day of it. Like Friday is the day. I want to say, and I can't say this with any authority but a lot of places usually have late backer and stuff like that so if if you do happen to miss it it's okay but hey this is a reason to listen to free play on friday when it drops so that you know what's going on what's the hippie hippity happening um but again can't say enough uh by shasen.com uh matt terror below yeah we're going to game was on the gen con bag yeah (laughs) it has arrived (laughs) Uh, yeah, we both, well, you, you backed it, right? Kickstarter backed it. Yeah. And I picked it up there. I had no idea about it. Um, and I backed it anyway, because 
Go ahead. Just because. I was going to say because I wanted Tremors, the board game, which you can't apparently, say Apparently, you're not allowed to say that because they are legally distinct. They're different things. These are these are worms, and worms stand for weapons of uh, remote remote mass destruction, mass something. Yeah, I was actually I was trying to look it up, but I can't find it anywhere on their page, so yeah. they don't want me to know. Um, <laughs> But imagine, if you will, you're in, and I, I was going to say this, we're going to be talking about this on Beard Bros on Friday, and then Aaron and I will be going to play today. through on that day, you, the day that we be day, and then Aaron and I will have uh, <laughs> us playing through it on Co-Optional, uh, but you are kind of bounty hunters in Area 50-something in Nevada, and you are looking for these worms, W yep. period, O period, R period, M <laughs> period. Yeah. Uh and you're you're trying to get their eggs. You're trying to take them down. You're trying to deliver their eggs to different spots. Um, the eggs are they look like dragon eggs almost. Like yeah, they're 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 not just like flat cardboard pieces. Like they're they're actual pieces. Um, and you also have these wooden vehicles that I think just really adds to the game. Like I don't know, you think wooden pieces? And you're like I don't know, but like the paint and the way they're done, they they like they match it really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, super fun game. It's quick and easy, and you're trying to make the other worm attack. You're trying to make the the worm attack everyone else, and it so they lose their It is an interesting mechanic. It is. It is. It's not. It's not something I've really. I can't think of another game to even I would compare it to because it's kind of its own thing now. I I've um, not seen that mechanic where <clears throat> you draw. You actually you never see the worms. Yep, you That's, see the target where they are. Yeah, I mean, they have cards and stuff, and there are standees. They're just to put around the board. There's a giant worm that you you can buy. It's just a first-player marker kind of a deal. Okay. Um, So the game is actually pretty low profile. It's a huge freaking footprint on your table. Um, But, but yeah, I've never seen that mechanic where you're luring things away to go and attack other players. I like it. You're playing vehicle cards that have distractions on it that move the worms in certain ways. So louder vehicles like a semi-truck bring them closer to you because they hear you, but a motorcycle, well, that's about a truck makes them move in certain ways. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, I don't want to go on too much about it because we will, we will be talking more about it on Friday today and Aaron and I will then play it on Saturday, tomorrow, yesterday, <laughs> now. It's today's tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so uh, Terra Below is is great, and you guys will see that. You'll have a chance to win a copy. Uh, it's still in pre-order, and because we're so dang smart about it, we didn't actually get a copy to give away. So we're going to work on that, uh, but we will still do the giveaway just the same as we would on Co-Optional. So um, do us a favor, and when you're watching Co-Optional, share it. You've got a week to share the content. Make sure that it's public and make sure that you also like Renegade Games and also uh, Love Thy Nerd on Facebook so that we can mm-hmm. see all of that stuff. We also, last thing, um, we had a chance to play quite a few prototypes. Um, I don't know to, how much we can talk about these. I'm going to say everything. about. I'm spilling all, right. all the beans. All right. Hey, Siri, start recording. Yeah. I had to just check and make sure she didn't hear you. But then I remember <laughs> I'm wearing headphones. Yeah, so she didn't hear me either. She's sleeping. <laughs> Um, so the first thing we did was beard, bro, uh, beard bros, beard bros, <laughs> you wish burgle bros too. 
which we had actually had a chance to demo that last year. Yeah. And that it was is a not completely different game. Um, it had uh, it had a whistler in it, um, which was somebody who drove around the outside of the board and could kind of see linear through um, in like rows and columns and stuff like that, depending on where where he was. And he could like influence different things. And he was behind a board, um, you know, kind of like sabotage. Right. Um, the game yeah. was was kind of heavily influenced by sabotage at at that time because. Tim was working. Tim Fowers was working on that game, um, but it's completely different now. Uh, it is. It's actually coming. It, it should be on Kickstarter right now as you are listening to this. Burgle Bros. Two from Fowers Games, and it's in a casino now. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's basically Burgle Bros. Let's be real. It's it's basically Burgle Bros. But it has a different theme to it. A new skin. Um, you get a couple of different um, powers. Yeah, power. I call them powers yeah. that you can use. Yeah, uh, and it was it was it was a good time. Like it was everything moved a whole lot faster. Like it was. Yeah. It was it was without a shadow of a doubt a harder game than than Burgle Bros. It I think it starts kind of on the same level as uh, Burgle Bros. Hard mode three yeah, levels. It, it definitely ramps it up. Yeah, for sure. I'm and, looking forward to it. I'm I mean, in. it was it was great. Go check out the Kickstarter, um, and if you want, back it and uh, let Tim know that that we sent you that you came over from the the, the Burgle Bros themselves, the bearded Burgle Bros. The bearded Burgle Bros. <laughs> uh, we also had a chance to play a prototype of um, of a dice roller that Steve O. Torres of Now Pandasaurus Games had, and it's good. It- yeah, we can't say much about it, but it was... It's good. It's good. We can't tell you theme. We can't tell you much more than we played it and be on the lookout for it because yeah. we will be playing more of it. And we'll tell you to. about it. Yeah. We, we can say that it, it's it's fairly low barrier of entry. Um, it has like uh, dice placement. So you roll and then based on the outcome, you place your dice. Um and it has upgrade mechanics, and I I think that it, it's it's really fun. I liked I liked the theme that it happened to be. I liked the the way that the game played, um, and I will tell you that I learned a lot about how to play that game after getting absolutely rolled. Oh uh, yeah, no, you no did. pun intended. You I did. got wrecked big time. Wreck it was rough. a little embarrassing. Um, uh, I yeah, I just say I think be on the lookout. I think he said sometime soonish. Soonish TM. Sooner yeah. than later. Yeah. Uh, so we will let you all know. Uh, but Bubba, you had a chance to play. I played the, the Reckoners expansion um, that yeah. is in heavy prototype by uh, uh, Navu Games. And um, Seth Van Orden, great new friend of ours. I say new friend because we, we've known him for a while, but we hadn't mm-hmm. actually had tam- time to like sit down and talk with him and hang out. And on Sunday, we did. Um, you know, Crispy, myself, and Chad got to sit down and play with him, uh, his new game. And it is a true expansion. So if you've played The Reckoners, if you've read the books or anything like that, this takes books two and three and doesn't necessarily mash them together. But you can play, instead of against Steelheart, you can play against Regalia or you can mm. play against Limelight. And, Spoiler alert, geesh. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Um, 
if you if you don't know who those names are, you are not going to know who those names are. Like, it's one of those you're either interested or you're not. In. Just if you haven't read or listened to the Reckoner series, go do it. Just do it, Brandon Sanderson. If you like fantasy superhero y sci fi. Yeah. Is your the base the basics <clears throat> the basic idea behind the Reckoners is this. Um there's a, ca- a cataclysmic event um that causes some people to get superpowers. And all the people that get superpowers become bad. And so now a group called the Reckoners goes and hunts down all of the baddies which are the superheroes, and that's basically the Reckoners, and it's three books long, and it's pretty dope. So, tis, um, but it is a significant hiking complexity. Like it goes from zero to eleven real quick. Probably a lot of balancing that's going to happen. Um, Seth yeah. talked about, uh, you know, you get you get four new Reckoners. Uh, you have the ability to even piecemeal however you want to. Do you want to take the four new Reckoners and put them in the base game and fight Steelheart? Um, do you want That's to cool. add just a few of the tokens from, uh, you know, regalia stuff? Like she can make water rise and more bad things happen and just like the way you have to find her and all, like everything about it was really cool. But he said that it's going to stair step. Like you don't have to take all of it all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He talked. We didn't get to play the limelight scenario because we only had time for one. But uh, in in book three, in Calamity, there is a moving city of salt. Uh, I believe it's called Elysia, and mm-hmm. it's in the game. Like that. That is a mechanic and and a, and oh, a like something about like how it moves from location to location around. And so you have to worry mm. about upkeep with the city of El- the moving salt city of Elysia. And so like. It's just so cool like to, to be a fan of the series and to be able to sit down with another fan of the series who's designed a game based around that. It was just wonderful. And uh, again, just shout out to Seth Van Orden of uh, Navu Games. And it just he's making great stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got these. He's got Stockpile. Um, he said he's working on another like small box game um, to get into, you know, kind of a an intro market for board gaming. So, but... If nothing else, just go buy the dang Reckoners. That just do it. Awesome. Love that game. Um, and then go read the books. Books are fun. Uh, last but not least, we had a chance to play a game called Intrepid. Um, I don't know if that's working title or I think it's what working it title. Um, but it's it's by Jeff Beck, who also makes a lot of games with Tim Fowers. Um, so if you've played Word Domination or Hardback, Getaway Driver, all those games. <clears throat> he he kind of uh, designs alongside of Tim Fowers. This has nothing to do with any of that. No. This is it's not in that universe. It's he doesn't want to have that art style or anything. This is about the International Space Station and each player gets a set we were playing with 10z dice. Um so the colored d6s and each player takes a different country and each country has asymmetrical powers. And you're trying to basically keep the lights on. So you're yeah. working with oxygen levels, power levels. Um, what were some of the other things? There were like there, there are three or four more. There, there are four total. Four total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and each side is kind of you, – you play two on each side. And they're each kind of overseeing two aspects of the space station. Um, and if any of the four – happen to fail like if you lose your oxygen 
you're all dead. Game that over. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a really like, yeah, like you said, asymmetrical. Everyone is kind of, you're, we're all doing our own thing, but we can work together as well. Like giving people more dice to roll and you're rolling to lock in certain things to happen because you're trying to like increase the, the oxygen or the energy or all four of the things to not die. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just really well done. The, you, you, one of those games, like you, you play the first round and you're like, oh, that's not so bad. We can do this. And then like you <laughs> yeah. get into the next round, you're like, oh, uh, we're gonna die. what yeah. happened? Like it just really just hits the fan. Like, oh, yeah. you, you're, you're not sure you're going to be able to like keep it all rolling. Um, but yeah, we did it. We were able to not die. So that's, I call and that a we, win. We did it without cheating. And that's important. N- Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times when you're playing games for the first time, Power Rangers, you cheat a lot. Barely. And so <laughs> you cheated in that you made it harder for yourself. It, it, absolutely true. Um, but but we were playing with with <clears throat> Jeff and asking him. He was like, oh, well, you know, whatever you guys think. And I'm like, no, man, like you're a part of this game too. Like if you were me, what would you do? Yeah. Um, I like dice rollers. I mean, you hear us yapping about dice thrown all the time. Like, I'm not afraid of chancy outcomes. I don't need heavy euros all the time. I like them sometimes. But this game is all dice. I mean, all dice, all the time. It is 100% dice placement. And he talks about it a little bit on uh, the same episode that Zane's on for Humans of Gaming. And so go check that out um, if you haven't already listened to the Humans of Gaming podcast for this past week, um, where... Drew does his round one of Gen Con interviews. And anytime we get a chance to play uh, demos from the Fowers guys, like I am all about that. And uh, we had a chance to play a couple of different more demos and prototypes. And I love playing stuff when it's in early access. Like when, when people are just starting to figure it out, yeah. that's, that's where my heart is. Because you get to play a little bit of game designer in those moments. Mm-hmm. You get to say, hey... After my first play, you you know what I think would be cool or you know what I think might need to be tweaked. Or if this were me, here's what I might do. You make suggestions to the game designer and they're legitimately interested in the input that you have. Right. When they have a game that's on a store shelf um, and it's has a skew and you're like, you know what this game needs? They're like, absolutely nothing because it's done. Like, For you to mind your own yeah, business. <laughs> mind your own beeswax incorporated. You know, so... I love getting in on the ground level, not to influence, but I like to see where they're th- where they're where they're heading. Mm-hmm. To be able to watch Burgle Bros too go from where it was to where it is, like that was an exciting journey for yeah. me. Yeah, it really was. Um, and so this is this is part of what we get to do, um, you know, and part of what the developers trust us to do. Like they invite us into these demos and stuff like that, and it's super dope. And to those of you who are developers who are uh, listening to this, thank you. Thank you for trusting us, for trusting Matt and I or whomever else from Love Thy Nerd with your products. Bless um, up. Bless up. <laughs> to be able to talk about them and encourage other people to play them and get them into the hobby by using your game to do that. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I didn't tell you, but but Caleb and I, we've been developing some games lately. My seven-year-old. Send them on over. I'll rip them apart. We played, and this this was a big deal. Caleb didn't get to... He didn't get to take this compliment, but we played Grim Masquerade the other night. It came in when I got back from, actually it came in before I got back from Gen Con. Right. 
It's a fun game. It's a great game. Yeah. Go buy it. Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, good deduction, social deduction game. And it's not as heavy as, not even close to as heavy as like Secret Hitler, um, but it's not like super light. No. Uh, like it, Guess Who. Right. Like it's, 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 a, it's a good middle ground in the grim, uh, grim forest uh, fantasy world. So anyway, Caleb, my seven-year-old son, wants to make games all the time. And I love that. The kid just has a hard time with original ideas. And so he's like, I know what I want to do. I want to make a grim game. And I said, okay, what do you want to do? And he's like, well, it could be like Grim Masquerade. And I was like, well, let's not make Grim Masquerade. <laughs> Go on. Daddy's already bought that game. So um, so what, what he ended up doing was creating this dice roller. And uh, my kids had these math dice. And so they look like D6s, but half of them are D3s. And so, so he just made this like really like roll and, and move game. And so we worked on it a little bit and we played it with – uh, my brother and his his wife when they came over the other night, and Caleb was so patient. He waited for us to finish Dice Throne Adventures, which took which took six and a half years to finish, mm-hmm. and um, we beat it though. So that's all that matters. Burn it um, down, yeah, and take that, Manny and Nate. And so we before they left, I was like, "Hey guys, do you want to play Caleb's game?" And they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, cool, sure, we play his cute little game." And they played it. And it has like variable player powers and stuff like that and different rolling mechanics when you get to different places on the board and you can change the outcome of the dice and it's in the grim world because he wanted to do that. And the whole time they were like, oh, this is like, he like, you guys like made a game. And I was like, yes, yeah, I, we most certainly did. And so I'm thinking I'm probably going to, we'll, we'll kind of change the characters, you know, so that they're legally distinct. Um, we're going to make our not tremors game and, uh, um, trauma, traumas. (laughs) We might just call it traumas. And I'm thinking of going like through the game craft or something like that and and getting it made. And so that he has it. Um, Cool. That'd be awesome. We'll see. Did you you guys make any games at WarnBeacon? Uh, no, Ezra's been working on one. Good. Okay. It's like, it's like a dungeon crawler. I can't wait to play his Zelda game. That's pretty much what it is. 100%. That's what it will be. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Well, hey guys, Gen Con and WarmbyCon <clears throat> both were great. I know. It went um, really well. We were sold out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Hey, that's gonna do it, guys, for this episode, episode sixty-three of the Free Play Podcast. Um, we are still recovering, Matt and I, from Gen Con, from WarmbyCon. Oh um, man, tell me about it. And so, so bear with us, but also be sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Radio.com, and really anywhere else besides SoundCloud, that podcast can be found. I thought you were going to say Radio Shack, but that was going to Go check us out at Radio Shack. We'll be there. Hey, and while you're there, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Twitter um, okay. and uh, Friendster and uh-huh. MySpace yep. and uh, all the things. It'll be my top eight if you do. <laughs> you got to do a little bit more to get into my top eight. You we'll gotta, see. you gotta share my song on your page. That's how you get into my. Topic. Okay, yeah. yeah, all right, I'm in. Um, but also, guys, make sure to join our Facebook community. All you have to do is go to Facebook and search for "Love Thy Nerd." You're gonna find two things. You're gonna find our page and our community. Like the page and join the community. We would love to have you be in there. A lot of great things going on in that community, and like really, like truly, it's. It's a community. It's a place where you can come and feel safe about the things that you nerd out about. Uh, 
all kinds of things are in there and a lot of memes. Um, the, the memes are the seedy underbelly of, mm-hmm. of the community. Um, so thank you guys so much for being a part of that if you're already there. And if not, invite your friends. Um, you can also check us out on all the other socials, Twitter, and also Instagram at Love Thy Nerd on all of those. And you can follow us at Free Play Podcast and also Matt and I specifically at Beard Bros LTN on Twitter. Who we? Look at that shameless plug. Be sure to check out the Beard Bros uh, game show right here um, on the internet. I said right here, like <laughs> we are on Facebook right, right now. This you is might like not right be. behind me. Right behind yeah, me. Facebook's right there on. Yeah, I see it. Mm-hmm. On our Facebook page, once you've gone and liked it, um, you should be able to get the notifications. But we do it every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time-ish, Bubba Dependent. And Mm -hmm. also then we do co-optional Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, Kid Dependent. Mm -hmm. But you guys have been pretty good about hitting that. Oh, yeah, we're on it. Yeah. Minutes. Minutes. Within days of uh, time. Yeah. We have a lot of things going on. Like we talked about Humans of uh, Gaming podcast. We also have the Pull List podcast that we do. It's our comic podcast. Guys, there's a bunch shaking here at Love Thy Nerd. So make sure that you're following us. Just go to lovethynerd.com and get all of it there. It's just click on the button that says all of it. It's not there, so you're going to have to search through the whole website. That was easy. Um, yeah. Um, it's on one of the pages. Just uh, when you find it, you'll get a golden goose egg. And uh, mm-hmm. Uh, also, let's not forget about Kate um, her with her grandma passing away. And uh, again, just say another prayer for her right now um, or send her a message and tell her that you're thinking about her. Send those vibes, as the kids say. And uh, just uh, let her know that she's cared about and loved. And uh, Kate, if you're listening to this, which she's not, cause she just never does listen, listen to yeah. podcasts, um, we are thinking about you too. Well, once again, guys, I'm Bubba Stalkup. I'm Matt Warmbier. And for Caitlin Katawaki, did you write that in there? <laughs> I did it a long time ago, oh, oh, weeks and weeks ago. Weeks ago. Also, for our cut man, Jonathan Clausen, we'll catch you next week. And remember, Jesus loves you, nerd. You have been listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Be sure to rate and review the show and share on all the social media. What is going on in your house real quick before we start? I don't know. <laughs> People yelling. People got, you know, man, let me close my...